So in, in uh, our diocese, uh, every 15 years, a priest gets a, a sabbatical, like a period of study. So the, I had one after my first 15 years, I had a sabbatical. And, uh, and it's like three, three, a little over three months. And I, I, I went to Steubenville, Franciscan uh, in Ohio, and studied there, took some classes. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, but I also decided to take advantage of the fact that it was, you know, because it was during, uh, it was uh, the spring semester, so it was during Lent. And I had never had uh, any time away from the parish during Lent in my priesthood. I said, what a great opportunity would be to actually go to Rome and have Lent, or have a Holy Week there. So uh, I had a chance to go, and so I went over to uh, Rome for Holy Week. And to do the, the various things, I got, you know, started with Palm Sunday and all that. Uh, pope Benedict uh, was uh, Pope then. And so I was at all his stuff. It was really amazing. And uh, for Holy Thursday, uh, the Mass of the Lord's Supper, beginning of the Triduum, they, they, uh, Pope celebrated Mass at this church called uh, St. John Lateran. It's a really big church and beautiful and old and uh, people start getting there early to get a seat because it's you know it's a big church but you know it might hold a few thousand people but there were more than a few thousand people outside waiting to get in and it, we were all lined up we're, we're all standing in the in the square out in front and there's these barricades these metal barricades up and there was no indication of where they were going to open those barricades up to let people in it was like a, a guessing game and, and so I'm trying to strategize where, where to stand so that I get in right away get a good seat and you know I had my blacks on but that didn't matter at all uh, people were just had very happy to shove me aside so you had to kind of stand your ground a little bit and uh, and I, I was watching the guards, and uh, I said, right, where, where are they going to let us in? And I'm discerning, uh, it's going to be over here, I bet, because I could see them looking over here. And they actually made a move, and people kind of, I was there though, I was ready. And just at the last second, these crazy guards decided to, they changed their mind or something, and all of a sudden they went all the way to the other side. And it's, it's a long distance, and there's a lot of people. And my heart sank because I'm thinking to myself, there's no way I'm going to get in that, make that line. And sure enough, they opened it up on this other side. People are rushing over, and I'm just kind of getting swept along. And, and I was near the end of the line. And I barely got in the building. I'm standing way in the back against a wall behind a pillar. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be a long mass. So I'm standing up against this wall, and this guard comes up to me, uh, the ushers or whatever, uh, like you guys, you know, standing in the back, uh, comes up and he goes, what are you doing? And it's broken Italian, and I said, I'm standing up against the wall. <laughs> Wait for mass. And he goes, hold on one second, stay right here. And right next to me, they pull these ropes out, and there's a door there, 
And the door opens, the music starts, and the Pope walks out. Like right, like right here. I mean, I could have grabbed it and hugged him. I didn't, but I could have. And uh, comes out, goes down, turns, goes up the main aisle, mass starts. They take the ropes away where I'm standing, and the guard says, follow me. All right. So I follow this guy, we're snaking through the crowd, and uh, there's a three, three seats just to the, to the right of the altar in the south, you know, the transit there, uh, just in near, you know, about 20 rows back from the altar. And he goes, have at it, you know, take a seat. I'm like, praise God. God, you are awesome. All that, and my point is this, all that crazy worrying and strategizing and pushing and a self-asserting, you know, I got to be in the front of this line was for nothing. It was only by God's good grace that I got swept along and placed where the Lord wanted me to be that night. I even got communion from Pope Benedict, God bless him. It's like one of my, he's probably his second favorite pope, uh, John Paul being the other one. Um, and don't we do that, brothers and sisters? Don't we, aren't we pushy? Aren't we a little bit uh, manipulative? Don't we like to get our own way? And don't we uh, exercise a lot of energy, making sure that we get the best spot or, you know, the, we, that we, we get the last word or, we get the, the honors or whatever it is we're looking for. We, we get pushy. Why do we do that? Why not just let things happen? Because we don't trust that if I don't assert myself, if I don't take, if I don't grasp, if I don't push my way to the top or to the front of the line, I'm going to get ripped off and I'm not going to get what I want. Don't we sometimes think that? I do. I don't trust enough. And what does Sirach tell us this morning? First reading. It says, stand before God in humility. And you'll, you'll get all the gifts. How's that work? In humility, I get gifts? I mean, if I don't take, I'm going to get something? Amen. Jesus did not deem equality with God something we grasped at, rather grasped at, rather he emptied himself. Humility, emptying oneself, creates an empty space, an open space for God to put there what he wants you to have. And maybe it's the front of the line, maybe it's the back of the line. Maybe it's what you want, maybe it's something that he wants you to have and you just got to open your heart and, and say, all right, Lord, you're in charge, give it to me, whatever it is. I know, you're, I know you're working your plan. I know you're working it to the good, so I'm open. Bless me. Love me. If you look at the Israelites, and that's, that's what Hebrews is about. It said, there's this mountain, thunder, lightning, earthquake, smoke, noise, a fearsome voice. And we see... I don't want to hear it. Don't. It scares me too much. See, this is the distance that sin has created with, with God between us and him. So Moses enters as the mediator to bring us together. But we can't touch the mountain. We can't even look at it. It's too scary. 
See, the law was given because of sin and we had no grace. So the law was given to keep us in line in fear. See, the sin of Sinai, the sin of Eden, is a sin that gives us a curse that makes us afraid. Right? If I don't take, I'm not going to get what I want. I'm afraid to let God do it because I don't trust God. God's not a good father and he's not going to give me what I want. So I better take it. Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at, taken. Rather, he emptied himself. And that's that second part of Hebrews. That mountain of sin and fear where we have to manipulate and dominate and steal and grasp gives way to the mountain of Zion, the new Jerusalem, the mountain of Christ, his church, where we stand like Sirach in all humility, empty, not grasping, but receiving, asking God to fill us with his, his good gifts, to fill us with his love, to fill us with his healing. Wow. But we're afraid. It goes all the way back to the beginning. Why did Adam and Eve take what they weren't supposed to take? Because they were afraid. They bought the devil's lie that God wasn't going to take care of them. He wasn't going to feed them. He wasn't going to love them. He wasn't going to be there for them. So they took and in taking, they lost. This, this great spiritual dynamic at play here is just the opposite of that. It's an emptying. We don't lose, we gain everything. So brothers and sisters, what are you afraid of? Where are you afraid to trust God with something in your life? You afraid if I don't take it, if I don't manipulate, if I don't dominate, if I don't steal, if I don't grasp, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna happen. And we're so afraid of that. Where, what is it? Is it? Is it something in your marriage? Is it something with your health that you haven't surrendered yet? Is it something with one of your kids? Maybe kids, is it something going on at school or with your friends? Or, you know, you're, Got to manipulate your parents to get what you want? Is it something like that? Maybe you're afraid to have more kids. Maybe it's your fertility. Have you surrendered that to the Lord? Say, Lord, I'm not going to manipulate this. I'm going to be open to what you want to give us. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's some, some addiction or sin that you're afraid to let go because you're afraid, I don't know what my life would be like if I didn't have this shadow in my life. And I, I'm, I'm just afraid of the changes that would happen if I gave these things up. Or acted in a different way. Lord, I, I, help me. And say, brothers and sisters, that should be our prayer every day. Stand there, empty yourself of all your ambition and your grasping and your manipulative ways, your fear, empty it, be empty and stand before God and say, Lord, help me, fill me, heal me, love me, Help me to know that you're a good dad and you're going to take care of me and you're going to meet all my needs and everything you want me to have, I'm open now. Fill me. Just give me the courage to let go of the things that are in the way that keep me from receiving. What is it? Lord, help me to get rid of all that stuff so that you can fill me with all your stuff. That's our prayer every day. It should be. We don't need to push to the front of the line. 
because Jesus is working everything to the good. And even though we might be at the end, standing in the back behind a pillar, he's going to come and he's going to take us and he's going to bring us right there to the place where we're going to get fed and loved and healed. Pope Benedict said, you know, you're so, we're so afraid to give God what he wants. We're so afraid to give him stuff. We're so afraid to give him our life and everything in it. Because we're, we think that if I give God something, I'll lose something. But he said, brothers and sisters, no, that's not how it works. If you give Jesus something, you lose nothing. You lose nothing. Because when you give Jesus something, he gives you everything. Because he is everything. And he gives you himself.